Chapter 25 The sheriff had a hell of a time getting through the window. Although Springfield had already made a hole big enough for himself to fit through, it done little to help Dubois' situation. He'd found the broken-out window right as he'd rounded the building, but pulling out more planks took him a while. He used his knife, but his hands were shaking so badly that he gave up, beating at the boards with the butt of his handgun instead. He drew a sweat and coughed as he worked, fanning himself with his hat and even removing his jacket and overshirt. After four additional planks had been taken down, he wondered whether the window itself was even big enough for him to fit through. He grunted, kicking aside the fallen wood and stomping out a place to brace his heel into the dirt. Again, his mother's words echoed in his head as he pried the next board, clenching his eyes shut and pulling with all his strength. They will eat you. That's what they do. He thought about the thing he'd stabbed. He thought about its beautiful skin and tiny hands. He pictured the tops of its small, powdered thighs. Then he thought about its face, its teeth, its eyes. It'd been no dream. He wanted that creature to be what his mother spoke of, but his mind told him otherwise. That's why he walked away from it. He could sense a greater danger deep inside this building. Whatever that thing was, it had been a victim, just like Springfield and Wendy. Still in all his grunting and pulling and beating, Dubois knew he would not find his deputy or the poor young girl. They were long gone. The silence made it so. But now, just as his mother had told him, it was his strength and good nature that would end him. He gripped the last plank and broke it free, tossing it over his shoulder and letting it clatter and bang among the others. Now the window hung agape, rotten at its borders, like a wound blown through the wall, framed in rust and lime and haired splinters of paint. The sheriff picked up his hat and shirt and put them back on, buttoning his uniform slow with trembling fingers. He looked around at the coming darkness. The woods were ugly and thin. In the light of early evening, all the trees looked like bleached bones and their branches wove like webs of dust and filth. He wiped his face with his sleeve and holstered his gun, staring into the window and thinking what to do next. He drug a few boards together and stacked them beneath the window's ledge, using them like steps to raise himself up to it. He stuck his head in and looked around. Something in the distance glowed like coals, and far on the other side of it, the hearse sat parked against the opposite wall. It was an empty place, much different than he'd imagined it to be. It was just a barn room with a dirt floor and post walls. He looked down. The drop inside was nearly 20 feet. No steps, no ladder, not even a rope. The place was dug out like a basement and glowing red at its center was a giant hole. The sheriff could barely make it out as his eyes adjusted to the darkness. 
He pulled out his flashlight and shined it inside. Uh, Dusty, he called, cupping a hand to his mouth and squinting. No, reply came. He shut off the flashlight, stuck it back in his belt, and pulled himself up onto the ledge, squirming sideways and throwing a leg in. Now he straddled the window and had no option but to fall inside or turn back. So he let go his grip and fell, tumbling through the blackness like a dried leaf. He landed like a thrown ham, however, smacking face down into the mud with a hard slap. He let out a groan, but rose immediately and spun, drawing his gun and flashlight and pointing them out into the void. Wendy, he shouted, his face now coated in dirt. The mud dripped in his eyes, but instead of wiping it away, the sheriff stepped forward, swinging the gun and beam of light from left to right, scanning the walls and ceiling for any moving shadows. He felt a presence watching over him from above, but each time he pointed the light upward, a scurry of noise ran in all directions, and the light fell upon nothing but rotted posts and web-ridden rafters. Hell on earth, he grumbled. He moved toward the hole but rounded it, inspecting the rope ladder that led down into it. He gulped at the notion that Springfield had likely climbed down it. Whatever made the hole was not something with an inviting nature. It looked like the work of giant insects, or even worse, giant snakes. Dubois assumed both and shook his head, now realizing that his mother had been speaking frankly. He backed away from the glow of red and stepped over to the hearse and felt the hood. It was cold as stone. He tried his best to shine the light through the windows, but the tint glared back at him momentarily blinding his vision and sending him spinning. He stumbled back, rubbing the mud from his face and snapping the flashlight off. Then he turned its long handle in his hand and swung it like a hammer, shattering the driver's side window. He unlocked the door and climbed in to look around. The interior had a strange odor of shit and smoke, but there was nothing inside nothing but the casket rollers in back. He shined his flashlight all around, but since he was still far off the correct trail. He pulled himself out of the hearse and looked at the hole, eyeing it the way he eyed the start to long walks for a locked restroom door with pouting despair. More scurrying sounds creaked and rattled from high above, but he ignored them and pocketed his flashlight. He climbed up the outer ridge of the hole and grabbed hold of the ladder. He gave it a few tugs, testing its strength and drawing in a heavy breath. He looked down into the blood-red light swirling like a trapped and burning cloud. The heat reflected itself in his eyes and the sheriff's face turned evil carved with shadows and blistered with sweat. He frowned a frown of loss 
and pulled himself up onto the highest rung he could reach. But as his foot left the ground, the rope ladder broke under his weight with a snap. His hat flew off his head and landed in the dirt as the sheriff screamed and flailed his arms, falling headfirst into the light. Ah!